0: Hey, welcome back to the Rare Todd program. It's not really a program. It's a show. It's not really a show. It's a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I uh, just thought I'd check in and let you know what's going on. It's a Saturday at 10.37 p.m. I'm hanging out in my house alone because my family went to some yurts in the North Georgia mountains and I stayed home because I'm getting over my second shingles vaccine, Uh, not the second vaccine, but the second shot of the entire vaccine. And it left me fatigued and wiped out and achy all over for three days. And the, the first one I got of the Two of two, one of two, two of two shots. Um, The first one I got, I was a little little weary, but nothing like this one. This really threw me on my back. And you know, I never hesitate to put a fool on his back. And the fool was me this time. Um... (laughs) And I think I had a fever, too. Um, I'm doing much better now. Um, But that was not fun. So here I am in an empty house, except for two cats, and my tape deck, which I rigged up to the TV which I rigged up to a computer so I can record stuff off of the internet onto cassette. (laughs) I lead a really exciting life, let me tell you. Um, But I bought a splitter because the uh, SPDIF output there is not. There isn't one that comes out of my amplifier. It's a little mini amplifier from Orb Audio, and it uh, it doesn't have a spitif output, just a spitif input. It doesn't even have an analog output except to the speakers and the subwoofer. So I had to buy a splitter. To run through a DAC, digital audio converter, digital audio converter, digital to analog converter, and that had the RCA cable hookup to put into the input of the tape deck. So now I can record stuff, like, uh, like, um. what did I just record? The Cure. I recorded The Cure off of Amazon Prime Video, and Devo. I recorded Devo onto cassette, and that's going back. They did a um, a show, a concert a couple years ago, where they did all the old songs they used to do in Akron, Ohio, in the garage, it was the garage or basement. Um, but the really weird out there stuff, the stuff that, that's not whip it And like, like Mark Mothersbaugh said at the beginning, for those who, or was it the other guy? This is dedicated to all those who, uh, supported us before it was safe to be Devo. I think I'll start a cover band, a Devo cover band, and call it The Stressed Syllable is Vo, Devo. No, I won't do that. Um... What's been going on? I hate my job, my job sucks, I'm calling people on the phone, asking them questions, annoying the hell out of everybody and myself included, and it's just shit. But it's something, we gotta pay the bills... It's something to do. I could have worked this weekend, but I'm too busy recovering and playing with my cassette player, recorder. Um, I had another one in the shop, and they told me that it's probably uh, beyond repair. So I'm not going to call them anymore. I'm just going to wait until they call me and tell me to come pick it up. Or not, because I'm thinking, if it's uh, not repairable, then I'm not going to go back and uh, get it, because they're going to charge me. I'll just wait until they decide that it's time to uh, charge me. But that's boring. You don't care about my tape decks. I do. I like them. They're fun. Tapes are fun. Uh, just like on. Um, what's that show? To show about uh, vinyl high fidelity. Yeah, it was a movie first uh, a few years ago. Twenty years ago. 30 years ago, and with John Cusack, and now it's a TV show, which I hope they bring back, because uh, the first season was great. And they said, tapes are weird but warm. That's what they are, weird but warm. Kind of like me, I'm weird but warm. I'm Rare Todd, weird but warm. You know, I really miss uh, concerts, uh, like, a lot. Like, I'm going nutso, sitting in the house, making phone calls annoying people, and watching shitty TV. Well, I just talked about how great that TV show was, but I haven't been watching that, because... It has been on you know, since last year, so I've been watching shitty TV and YouTube uh, and not going to concerts and not getting into mosh pits. I miss the mosh pit. I want to get into a mosh pit, and I talked about this with uh, Jamil from Loving the Void. Which is the previous episode. hope you enjoy that um but there's a feeling of uh, there's an added added feeling of not angst, but um adrenaline rush knowing there's a good chance you can get hurt in a mosh pit. And you always get some bruises and maybe a black eye, but um, those those heal up by themselves. But being in a mosh pit with ear-splitting metal throbbing in your brain while you're slamming into other people to high speed music is just exhilarating it's a it's hard to describe it's uh a way to get rid of your uh aggressions and get rid of your angst and uh, pent up feelings and, uh of of whatever is bothering you so that's what i miss and i i probably i need to get into better shape especially my knees because my knees are old and because i'm old i'm gonna be 53 soon and um Um, I'm afraid that my knees are going to go if I get back into a mosh pit, but that's not going to stop me because uh, that's just an, an amazing experience. What are you going to do when this pandemic is over? That's, uh, of course... I'm not going to get in a mosh pit before the pandemic is over. But once it's gone, uh, look out. And it'll probably be at the 529 Club, uh, which is a great venue, which I'm sure they're hurting like a lot of other great places, like the Earl and the basement and the claremont lounge i only go to the claremont lounge for concerts (laughs) yeah i'm serious i really do Uh, if you're not from here the claremont lounge is a strip joint featuring um the the more elderly strippers <laughs> who take their profession very seriously that they it's where old strippers go to die <laughs> but they also have concerts there uh and it's a uh, i I Talked to a friend of mine recently um, who I don't remember if he's from here or he's been here about as long as I have, anyway. I've been here almost 20 years. And I knew about the Claremont Lounge, but uh, he didn't, he knew it was a strip club, but he didn't know that it was. One, a venue, and two that it was not the you know what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Not the um the cream of the crop of strippers. <laughs> Except for Blondie. Now Blondie, she's got a talent that no other stripper has at least not that I've ever heard of. Blondie will take her enormous knockers and smash beer cans and crumple them up in between her tits. And she is an icon, uh, a local celebrity here in Atlanta at the Claremont Lounge. Um... What else is going on? Did I mention that I had the shingle shot? Yeah, I did. And I, uh... I'm sitting in the house alone. And I'm talking to you. And I'm glad you are listening. This is a little different than the past couple episodes. That's alright. Doesn't matter. Um... I enjoy just chatting and uh, hanging out and seeing what's going on. Um, One of the things I do on my job is a health survey and I ask all these really personal questions and I have to get one interview done per hour that's how hard it is to get somebody on the phone I have to call people for at least at least 20 minutes before someone picks up and then I have to keep them on the phone for like 20 minutes and then another 20 minutes goes by and then it's time then it's the top of the hour again, and you gotta do it all over again and so people average uh, one interview per hour anyway I ask some very personal questions um I won't go into them here um but some people are. very quick to answer the most personal questions. And then when I ask something like, how much do you weigh without shoes? They'll say, I don't want to answer that. (laughs) But if I ask them, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say what other questions there are because I feel like I'm betraying their privacy, even though you're never going to know who they are. It doesn't matter. But we also do political surveys, and I started doing it back in September of last year, back when the election season was really heating up. And those were awful, Um, all about do you think your state is headed in the right direction or would you say things are off on the wrong track and then go in to list all these people and political people and all the things they've supposedly done, have done and uh, or haven't done, and things people supposedly had said about it's just crap. And I'm tired of uh, calling and being um, annoying. That's what I am. I'm annoying for a living. That's what I do. I call people and annoy them. You know, I had one guy, I uh, called Nevada, and I was talking to this guy from Nevada on the Nevada sample, the Nevada survey. And I said, Hey, do you think things in Nevada are going on the right track or in the wrong direction? And he said, actually, it's Nevada, and I'm not going to talk to you because you didn't pronounce it right, and you hung up on me. So you have to have a thick skin, which I've, I'm developing, and it doesn't really phase me when people hang up, but when people get really petty, that pisses me off. And I'm tired of being pissed off, tired of pissing people off, I want to go back to Lyft driving. That was fun. Driving people around. I love to drive. Listening to music. Getting paid to be in the car and drive around. Making pretty decent money. I wasn't back in 2015, because that's when... um, It just started, Lyft had just started and um, so nobody knew about Lyft so I was waiting for long periods of time in parking lots for rides and I found out that I was just paying for gas money. That I was just earning money to pay for gas, and not really a profit. But it's different now, and the, there's insurance is different, and right in in my little suburb of Atlanta, there's a, a bunch of uh, lift cars all the time, and so. I think when this pandemic is over, that's what I'm going to do, is uh, go back to lift driving. You know, I want to be... I want to be good at something. I don't feel like I'm really good at anything except talking into my phone. <laughs> and pinball. Yeah, I'm good at pinball. But that's not going to... A, impress anybody, or B, pay the bills. Uh, Makes me happy. But um, I can't go to a pinball place because of the pandemic. Pinball place is open, but I'm not going there. With everybody fingering the flippers, and they say they sanitize the machines and stuff, but still... I don't think that's safe. I think everyone has uh, um, relaxed their attitudes, their attitude towards this pandemic. And people aren't taking it as seriously as they once did. I guess because it's been over a year and people are tired of being cooped up and they need to do stuff. <sighs> but anyway, I want to be good at something. And I started learning because I used to I used to want to be a writer. And I discovered that everything I wrote was depressing and sad and it made me sad and depressed. So I stopped writing, and every time I try to write something meaningful, it just goes sour. It just turns into something depressing, and I don't want to do that. I mean, sure, lots of uh, famous writers, whoops, hello, are you still there? Oh, good. (laughs) Um, Lots of famous writers um, have had issues with depression, but if I can avoid depression, and that means not being a writer, then so be it. I won't be a writer. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily... Um, the cause and effect relationship that's going on there, but it feels that way. So, So I wanted to be a writer, and I stopped doing that. I feel like I've stopped too many things before I even got started. And... Like, I stopped radio. I was working part-time at WWAA, uh, 1690. And I was going through a deep depression then, and somehow I projected that onto my job, and I th- thought I wasn't supposed to be at that position because I wasn't I wasn't fulfilled um but I should have stuck it out just like I should have stuck out lift driving um and sometimes I think I should have stuck out writing but um I don't know if I got any good stories left in me or any book ideas. I had a book idea, but that's not going to work, so I won't go into it. Um, So I started learning sign language. And just because it always has fascinated me, uh, how people can use sign language to communicate. And so I decided I wanted to learn it. So I used to watch uh, lifeprint.org. I think it's .org. It's lifeprint.com or lifeprint.org. One of the two. And um, I should look that up and clarify. And this guy, Bill, is a funny, bald instructor um, who's very good at his job. And I wanted to learn to sign like Bill, but I stopped watching those videos. I don't know why. I just I stop. I never finish anything I start. It's amazing I finished college. It took me 8 years, 10 years. Um but I did it. And then I <sighs> Oh, sorry. I hope you're not bored. I'm not bored. I'm tired. It's 11. Maybe this is a good place to stop. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the Rare Todd Show. And send me a voice message if you like. You can click on the um, message button. It's anchor.fm slash raretod and just go there and there's a button you can click. You don't have to even be um, an Anchor member. You can uh, still use that to send a message. Anchor.fm slash raretod and then there's a button. Press the button. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I wanted to say, uh, go check out my other podcast. Um, it's called Radio Bloody Hell. It's a metal podcast. It's only available on Spotify though, but check it out. It's pretty interesting. I babble on a little bit and then play some music. I babble on a little bit more, play some more music. And usually there's a theme. So check that out. And I'm going to go to bed, I think, at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. I am such a wild man. Um, hope you're all doing well. If you can't get even, stay odd. Cheers. Bye.